Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thinking of buying a house and want a really low interest rate? Owning has a special for home purchases, where Owning pays all your closing costs and the rate in APR is an unheard of 1.875% for a 15-year fixed mortgage with 20% down. This is the craziest low rate for a mortgage with no closing costs that Owning has ever done. 1.875% rate in APR. Heck, we're almost paying you to live in a new house. Call 8332-OWNING or go to owning.com to see if you qualify for this crazy low 1.875% rate. That's a fixed rate loan at 1.875% with no closing costs. Call 8332-OWNING now because 1.875 could go away at any time. NMLS 2611, licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, subject to credit approval. Offer assumes the use of lender's choice as grow title services. Call 833-858-0066 for terms and conditions. That's 8332-OWNING or owning.com. 8332-OWNING or owning.com. Hi, I'm John Meacham, the host of Cadence 13's new podcast, Fate of Fact, on how America and its political parties got to where we are today. Available now on Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. You heard the deep voice. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Evan Jenkins on the other side. And we're going to go right into Big Ten basketball. Michigan State got a needed victory. They had to have that victory because without beating Penn State, I don't think they had a shot at the tournament. Now, people ask me, they don't have a chance. I say they're at the slim stage. They're not at the none, but they're at slim. The opportunity is there. The games that they need are there. Can they win them? Well, if I'm a betting man, I'd probably say no. In order to win those games, Evan, they're going to need somebody to step up and just take over and have the the, the games of their career. Somebody who just comes out of nowhere. Izzo still tinkering with that lineup. You got, um, what, Malik Hall starts last night. He plays okay. He gives them each person gives them something, but nobody is giving them that 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 star player. They're a bunch of role players out there playing without any stars. I mean, the best way to put it, I don't see anybody on that team that's all Big Ten. I don't see anybody on that team that's consistent all Big Ten second team. Maybe you'll get Aaron Henry for honorable mention or third team. But other than that, you take away Aaron Henry, and there's nobody there. Now Joey Hauser comes off the bench. That helped out tremendously because he kind of looked like the Joey Hauser of old. But they just don't have the it factor. It's just not there. 
you, you can see that this team is clearly missing a point guard. And I thought it was kind of funny because as much as people bash Foster Lawyer, you needed him in the game at the end of the game last night. He went out with a shoulder injury. I don't think it's anything serious. But now you got other people handling the rock. And Michigan State, bare, they limped to the finish line. They won the game because Penn State couldn't finish. Let's just call it what it is. Penn State had every opportunity to win that game, and they didn't. They didn't make the shots at the end. Well, they went like hero mode at the end of the game. Instead of playing the game that they yeah. had done to get them up four yeah. with, what, two minutes left? Yeah. They went away from that. They went for the kill shot three. It didn't fall. And the next thing you know, yeah, they ended up losing the game. Michigan State. It, it was a true surviving advance, except for it shouldn't be surviving advance at home, up twelve points in the second half. You clearly saw this team's not missing a missing a, a, a real point guard, and and I swear, man, I I don't know. Maybe it's just because I keep hearing it over and over again. I don't understand the Foster lawyer bashing. I don't. I get it. He's an easy target. He's a little short white guy, but he's probably one of the more consistent players on the team. Okay, he's not gonna he's not gonna go out there and be an NBA first round pick. No. But when he steps on out on the court, I know exactly what he's going to give you. Is he limited? Yes, he is. But so is everybody else. I just think that he has become. It, it's kind of like you know he he's almost in that Lions quarterback, Red Wings goalie, just bash person. You know, oh, it's his fault. It's his fault. It's you know what if you woke up and your pipes are blocked up and 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 your sink won't drain it's Foster Lawyer's fault in case you didn't know that yeah and at the same time we also have to realize that college basketball is not the NBA and what I mean by that it's not a positionless game now right the NBA is any position can play any position right in college you still need a point guard to control the game yeah and one thing I need you to do for a favor for me right. The next time you talk to Tom Izzo, it doesn't have to be in a press conference because this question probably isn't right for that. Their pick-and-roll game is non-existent. No teams have any faith that when they roll that they're going to pass it and the picks aren't solid. Because if you've noticed early on, they get called for a lot of moving screens, and I think they're nervous about that. And college basketball is a pick-and-roll game. The pick-and-roll doesn't work because you don't have the point guard. It worked when you had the guy who could – take you off the dribble, or find the open man. They don't have that guy. So I, I equate it to, you know, the guy who can't dance and he's on the dance floor looking at his feet and counting the steps. He's not really enjoying the dance. It's work for him. And when they run that pick and roll, it's work. Some teams do it. It's fluid. It's poetry. It's beautiful. When Michigan State does it, you can see, okay, Evan comes here. I go there. He comes there. He shifts past. He goes, and they're talking themselves through the play. And mm-hmm. the other teams are like, yeah, we know exactly what you're going to do. They 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 did a, a successful pick and roll, and then Penn State just shut that down. Oh, with like, the pass down the middle, yeah. and they just stepped right in because somebody rotated over. And I just, I wonder, is it the fact that teams don't have to go under the pick? They don't have to value that three-point shot at all with the guard. They don't have to value really anything, Evan. If you want to be really real about this on this podcast, they don't have to value anything because Michigan State hasn't shown any consistency anywhere. So, and so if that's I, the case, I'm going to pack it. I'm going to pack the lane and make you beat me. And this year, it's worked. They haven't really been beating anybody because no. of their shots. They haven't had that. They for MSU to go anywhere, they're going to need a player or two to 
catch fire, whether that's Rocket, whether that's Malik, whether that's Bingham. And my guy, Bingham, the finishing at the rim, you're seven feet tall. Dunk it. Dunk Just go ball. straight up. There was Quit one getting your shot blocked. And also, you don't have to put it on the floor. Go back up, man. You are bigger, longer yeah. than everybody out there. And and I'll give the credit to number twenty one on Penn State. The kid played his ass off last night, and he usually does. But yeah. he's a big body, he's so big he body. sees Marcus Bingham, and he's like, okay, yeah. But he he's at the lower end of the uh, Big Ten big man because oh, absolutely, we don't even know his name, but. <laughs> That's very true. That ain't Kofi Coburn. No, it's that not ain't Garza. Di- right? That ain't Garza. That ain't Dickens- Dickinson. That, that's not. That's it's twenty one from Penn State. Uh, you're gonna need somebody. Like I said, whether it's Rocket, whether it's Malik Hall, somebody's got to step up. And Joey Hauser and just catch fire. The kind of the way you saw Rocket Watts at the end of last year. Confidence came from nowhere and. It was because of Rocky Watson. All of a sudden, now Cassius was like, I got help. I got some help in the backcourt. Or going back to when Darrell Summers in, in the tournament, when he just caught fire and averaged 27 points a game. Or even Adrian Payne, his senior year, started hitting all those threes, yeah. and, and it became something different. And I texted you last night about Malik Hall, just about his jump shot. It seems like all of the players, like you said earlier, are thinking, not mm-hmm. just playing, and I think Joshua Lankford's a prime example yeah. because he's a pure shooter as I've ever seen. But boy, does he seem to be thinking. Josh Lankford wants to be the guy from the class. Remember, that was uh, him and Miles Bridges and Cassius Winston and Nick Ward, and they were going to set Michigan State on fire. I think it bothers Lankford that he's still there, and everybody else kind of lived up to the billing. Heck, even Nick Ward. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Nick Ward left early, but Nick Ward became one of the big men in, in the Big Ten that you didn't want to mess with. Now, ironically enough, when he got hurt, his the guy that was filled in for him on the bench, Xavier Tillman, kind of uh, Wally pipped him and said, hey, I could play defense too, Nick. I'm going to take your spot. But Langford, he's the only one that really hasn't lived up to it, and it's unfortunately because of injury, and you can see when he goes out there, He's trying really hard to be that guy. And you're right. They're overthinking this thing. Everybody's trying to be the hero. The thing about being the hero is it just has to come to you. Yeah, like Malik Hall last year against Seton Hall is a prime example of yes. that. Nobody expected it. Yeah. And he came out and played a wonderful game. His six threes. Yeah. And Seton Hall is like, who's this guy? Right. And I just, I'm so confused because that's something you don't. And it's not like Izzo's polling them. For make taking bad shots it's, or anything like that? No, like it's that. not. It, you know what it is? It's the pressure of being on Michigan State's team. It's knowing that you may miss the tournament. You, I don't think anybody on that team wants to be the first team in 20s, 23 years, it would 23 be the, years yeah. to not make the tournament. Because that's what you're going to be. That's your legacy. Well, You are on that team. Every time they play at home, right behind the scorer's table, 22 consecutive NCAA yeah. appearances. Yeah, you don't want to be that. Now, for them... You got a blessing and a curse. Your next five games, Evan, if they win four of their next five games, they're in. We're not having this conversation. Not at all. But for those saying, well, what are their next five games? They got Iowa at home. Who, in all, haven't done anything since they just beat Michigan State. I think they've lost four in a row. So they're gunning. They got it at Purdue. 
the House of Horrors. Yep. Mackey Arena, even with no fans. We've all seen the embarrassing losses. But you were up 17 on them, so you should know that you can finish them. While they're there, hey, why don't you swing over to Indiana at Assembly Hall. And they're playing great right now. Then you get, uh, to me, my opinion, the best player in the Big Ten, not Luca Garza, but uh, Io DeSumo, Illinois in the makeup game. And then you get Ohio State at home. Who I I think they're the best team in the Big Ten. That little is so good. So, yeah, your next five games, if you, realistically speaking, if in order for them to feel good about themselves, they have to win three of the five. And I, I think you have to beat Iowa right away. You have to get the confidence to say, we can do this. If you, and I mean, it's different combinations. If, if, if you lose to Iowa, but you beat Purdue, Indiana, and Illinois, you're still kind of on the outside looking in. But if one of those victories is Iowa or Ohio State, especially Ohio State, that may be enough, along with your name recognition, to get you in. They got this, it's, Their work is uh, cut out for them. Michigan getting ready to come back. Michigan taking on Wisconsin. I would, Wisconsin. Employ Mich- I would employ Michigan fans this. Your team's going to lose games. That was going to be life in the Big Ten anyway. They've been off for almost three weeks. In the Big Ten, as you see, no one stays at the top. We all thought Iowa was that team. Iowa slipped. Everybody ebbs and flows at the top, year in and year out. Only Illinois was the only team I knew that just didn't lose a game until the very last game. Even the year Michigan State had Jerry Jackson, they won damn near, I think they were, 17 and 3, but they couldn't beat Michigan at the end. Michigan beat them twice. Scratch your head like how is Michigan beating Miles Bridges and Jaron Jackson, but Michigan did. Michigan probably would have hit a losing streak, okay? So, that's not me hating, that's just fact. That's just what happens. Once again, just life in college basketball. Ohio State is good. Ohio State had a spot and Ohio State may hit another spot. You want to peak at the right time, and maybe Ohio State is peaking at the right time. But you normally want to start your peak after Valentine's Day. That's when you want to start. Ohio State's already in the process of their peak. For Michigan, you're probably going to lose a couple of games, get getting your feet and your legs and your wind back together. That's okay. Your, your worst-case scenario, you'll be a two-seed. Did this hurt you? It absolutely did because you were on a roll, and no one in any sport wants to stop when you're on a roll, and they came to a dead, complete halt. You can practice all you want. It's not the same as game speed, and you, you got to wait to see when you get that swag back. And I think that they will get it back, but you got to get that swag back that they have. So that's that's what Michigan has to do. And if you're a Michigan fan, just be patient. I question, you know, once again, how many Michigan fans outside of Jeff Rieger are there for hoops, but be patient. Yeah, it's going to be a tough road ahead for them. And you still got a t- you still got time to round in the form for March is what I'm saying. A hundred percent. But at the same time, you're talking about a team that hasn't played for three weeks and now they're going to have games just jam packed because how many do they end up missing? Okay, here's the five. Thing. If I'm Juwan Howard, I'm saying no. If you're going to jam games in there. No, we're not doing that. We're not playing that. I'm not doing that game. I'm not wearing my players down. I don't need this. So if I'm Juwan Howard, I'd use loopholes to say, you know what? We got a bunch of players who who are sniffing. 
I don't know if they got anything. Heck, if you got to, you got to do what North Carolina did. Show a bunch of your players out at a party with no mask on. Well, We're not playing games. And that's what I was going to ask because Miami saw it and was like, we don't feel safe. Is that something? I'm not saying it's an, it's an excuse, but at the same time, you don't have no, to. No, it's not, it's not an excuse. Here's the thing. Nebraska played Michigan State and took a break. It was the break that nobody cared about because nobody cares about Nebraska. Nebraska didn't play for 28 days. They played Michigan State again. They didn't play anybody between those two Michigan State games. Michigan State all of a sudden catches COVID when they went to Nebraska. Nebraska had 12 guys with COVID. Michigan State, a couple of their guys and coaches get COVID. So it's not a way of opting out of games. It is, look, I don't want you exposing my team, especially if I got something. I don't – here's the thing. We'll never know who or if anybody had COVID on Michigan's team. But if only a handful of – let's just say two people on the team had it and they kept it hush-hush and quiet. That's still 13 other people or so that can still get it. Oh, yeah, and coaches and trainers and you managers. You don't and... want unnecessary exposure. Well, yeah. And, and, and if I'm Michigan, I'm not – going to have my players on an NBA schedule and play every other day. That's well, ridiculous. And the Big Ten shouldn't allow that either. You know what I mean? Because yeah, it, it, that's not equal playing. It's not, but the Big Ten, I mean, as you see, they're trying to find, like Michigan State just goes um, Illinois in. They got, So it's like, oh, okay, well, you know what? We could get you guys in because you, you each have an off day. So by playing Illinois, now Michigan State plays Illinois on Tuesday, Ohio State on Thursday. But and then Maryland on Sunday. Isn't that, though, Michigan State needs that game? No, no. They need the game, so they're willing to play it. But if you're Michigan. That's what I'm saying. Can you they don't wanna, just okay, be like, here, here's, here's Michigan State's schedule that week. Indiana on Saturday, Illinois on Tuesday, Ohio State on Thursday, Maryland on Sunday. And that's an NBA schedule. That right is an there. NBA schedule. If you're Michigan, you don't want that. You don't need that. If you're Juwan Howard, you say, F you. I'm not doing that. Okay, we'll play maybe one or two makeup games, but look at our body of work. Do what you did for Ohio State in football. Give us that pass in basketball. You didn't make Ohio State makeup games. You just said, you know what? You guys are clearly the best team in the Big Ten. You get to go to the Big Ten championship game. That's what they should do. And I told you before, if I'm Michigan, I'm not playing in the Big Ten championship game. If I'm Iowa, I'm not doing it. If I'm Ohio State, I'm not playing in the Big Ten champ. I mean, in the tournament, I'm not playing in it because I don't need it. Yeah. I don't need it. And if I did, if you're going to force me, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play nothing but my bench players. My starters will be in isolation. Yeah, it's so weird to me that the Big Ten is going forward with the Big Ten tournament. Like, what? What money, Evan? Is it the TV d- d- money? Evan, because you're not money. getting fans, right? It's kind of like the Big Ten games. If you don't play the Big Ten tournament, you don't get the money from the Big Ten Network. You don't get the money from CBS. Yeah. You don't play, you don't get the money. Right now, think of it as, uh, you know, the Big Ten's a contract worker. And we've all been contract workers before. You could take the day off, Evan, but what happens if you take the day off? You don't get paid. You don't eat. Exactly. So, and I just feel like this is the one year you can maybe make that sacrifice. No, this but, is the one year you can't because every station's already suffering. So they're looking for a reason not to cut that check. Right. So, oh, you don't want the tournament? Okay, cool. Cool. I keep that money in my pocket. No, no, no. 
Why do you think college football and everybody jumped through so many hoops to play ridiculous games for that TV money, the guaranteed money? As I said early in earlier podcasts, you know, Bill Beekman was at least honest and said, yeah, thanks to the check from the Big Ten Network, they cut us a $30 million check. We broke even this year. We didn't make any money, but we broke even, and that's after canceling a couple of uh, the swimming and diving teams. And that's a huge victory. So, huge. Yeah. To say that you broke even in 2020 when, what, half the world didn't break even, you probably Correct. would think. It, but it all came from this is why they play games. So, yeah, Michigan State finished 2-5, and five, but it was really about the money. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. If Michigan goes into Wisconsin and gets that win, that's a scary team, man. That is if, a, if they can bounce back and show no resilience. That's what I'm saying. That's no, something nothing, else. And, and just show the resilience from and from sitting out, then, yeah, now Jawan has something, and you should be afraid of them. Yes. And maybe if that's the case, we put them in the same class as Baylor and Gonzaga. Because right now, Baylor and Gonzaga, and then it's a cutoff point. Yeah, they they play a different brand of basketball. Watching yeah. Baylor and Texas play, I, I couldn't believe what I was watching because every kid on the floor could put it on the floor and score, right? Yeah. And they play defense, and it's up and down. It's a different brand of basketball than what we see in the Big Ten. Yeah. That is for sure. So that that's that is what you're looking at. And you know what? Speaking of which, before I get into my other topic, yeah, uh, it's funny if you're going to do a game. And I know a lot of people don't like Dan Dockich. If you're a Michigan State fan, he actually did not do a Dan Dockich does a good job. It's just State fans hate him. It's become a it be a bit. But last night. Like, Dan, you did a good job, but if you're going to sit there and fawn over somebody giving $32 million to the school, you may want to learn how to say his name. See, I didn't have the volume on yeah, I was it, out his watching. His name is not Matt Ashiba. Oh. <laughs> oh, this Matt Ashiba guy. And, you know, look at Ashiba right there. And it's like, stop saying it. Stop saying it. It's Ishbia. My only problem with Dan Dockich, and this is with any game, it's not Michigan State. The problem I had, I was watching Michigan against somebody. All he does is criticize. It's not what they can do better. It's how they did it so horribly. Right. And I I don't like that. And I said something to him, and this guy t- tried to fire back at me on Here's Twitter saying, oh, you only post about women. You don't know anything about sports. And I'm like, you're just killing these kids for yeah. no reason. And that's the whole thing, too. Dude, how are you on Twitter doing a game? You're supposed to be doing your job, and you're – defending yourself on Twitter. Put your phone down. Blows my mind. Do your job. But uh, with that $32 million donation, Michigan State. Are Draymond and uh, Magic a little jealous now? Remember when Draymond donated, he's like, I just wanted to give more than Magic. Uh, No, (laughs) that's not what you have to worry about. It's it's Gilbert. Oh, I think Dan Gilbert is going to drop another donation down. So if you're Michigan State, you're benefiting from this. this. This is like... Being the kid of divorced parents. <laughs> they're, they're trying to outdo each other. So, oh, well, dad got me a bike. Oh, really? How about you? How about this? I get you a car. Oh, she got you a car? How about an SUV? Oh, okay. You got an SUV? How about a trip? And, and you're okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll, what are you going to do? Uh, looking at the specs of what's going to happen, it's primarily going to Mel Tucker and the football team. Which is amazing. Izzo's going to have his name. He's like, put Izzo's name on the building. Plus, Izzo's name's going to be on the basketball court. Which it should be. The new football building is, I guess, it puts them in the big boy realm. 
It's going to be built, for those state fans, it's going to be built on the old tennis courts. So behind the existing football building is going to be the new one. It's going to have a glass wall, glass, like, yeah, that you could remove and open the indoor facility and make it an outdoor facility to go along with the two practice fields that are already existing there. It's going to have, you know, state-of-the-art uh, places for students to come and, and, and study and, you know, get tutoring and things like that. It's going to have state-of-the-art nutrition and yeah, I'm sure weight cafeteria room. like we've never seen before. Right. And- I mean, they this was a step into the big boy realm. This is one when you take recruits around and you show this, this can compare to, you know, the big boy schools. I mean, Michigan State is really trying to turn the corner. I think they've seen that their relative cheapness can only take you so far. And now they're trying to say, hey, you know what? If a kid goes to Michigan and then they come to Michigan State, there won't be a drop-off. If they go to Notre Dame and come here, there won't be a drop-off. We're going to try and compete with Ohio State. Now, when they may not be winning the games on the field like the Buckeyes, but our facilities are going to be just as impressive as the Buckeyes. Yeah, I, it's very, very intriguing, especially because, what, just a couple years ago they put that addition on to Spartan Stadium where that's all glass around the back and everything. And it, it's going to mean a lot to kids, but it's also going to mean a lot to parents, I mm-hmm. think. When you see that the facilities are better than anybody else, you're like, they're going to treat my kid very, very well here. Yeah, and for other sports. Um, I think the only sport they're still upset is the swimming teams because I don't think they were part of that negotiation. Maybe you could siphon off a million or two here or there to upgrade that and bring that those programs back because they got cut. Mm-hmm. But tennis, the new tennis courts, pretty nice. They're going to be over, I think, on the uh, Demo Hall field. They're going to build a tennis course there where the band normally practices. Okay. For those who go up to the state, right, like right in front of the, between Demo Hall and the Sparty statue is going to be the new tennis courts, indoor tennis courts that they're building. They're going to gut out Jenison. They're going to keep the outside facade, but everything inside of Jenison gets gutted out and redone. Well, I, I played team camps there, I don't know, 15 years ago in Jenison, and I'm like, damn, I can't believe Magic played in this building. So, I mean, it's, it was a dump inside. So, yeah, it's going to be a place for volleyball and wrestling. And that's where they hold volleyball matches right. currently, but, right? Yes, but now it's going to be strictly dedicated to volleyball and wrestling. Instead of playing on these old basketball courts, they're going to gut out the inside and they also have another training facility that they're doing where the uh, band plays. And uh, I guess it's that's going to be like the indoor track and things like that. So it's a lot of money going into to, to what Ishbia has done. What the hell is the band doing right now? I'm, I was so curious because yesterday they showed, you know, the band in the uh, just the cutouts. Right. And I'm like, I wonder what the hell they're doing. Just nothing. <laughs> nothing. I mean, they can't go to games. Right, right? Up there with the cheerleaders. Oh, nothing. Do they practice? Like, do you go through a normal? Yeah, you're on scholarship, so yeah, you you you. I guess you're adjusting and you're you're getting ready for crazy the grand opening of football come the fall if everything goes as planned. So we'll have to see. Um, also, before we get to the end, the NCAA tournament. I, I I've said this before. I said it on the show. I do with Mike, and and I'm gonna say this now. Don't be surprised. Because we just talked earlier how it's about money. Last night showed you 
you're probably not going to have certain teams that you just assume are going to be in the tournament in the tournament. Duke lost again. First time since 99 they've had a losing record. Kentucky lost in a way that shows you, like Michigan State, they don't have a point guard. Kentucky's loss was heartbreaking. They were down one, fourth. 0.3 0.3 seconds to go. They had enough time to bring the ball up to court and get a good shot. Instead, the center has the ball. He throws it to the point guard on the other side of the half court line. It gets it. The best way to put it, it was a pick six. Pick six. Arkansas guy just steps in oh. front of it, unabated to the basket. He dunks the ball, but time ran out. So they Arkansas was still up by one, but. It's like, why is your center holding the ball? Why didn't the point guard come back to get this ball? No Kentucky, no Duke, no Michigan State. North Carolina is teetering. Kansas is on a losing streak. You don't have certain teams. You don't have, and this may sound not like that big of a deal, and I know some people listening to this saying, you're just making excuses for Michigan State. I'm not. This is the equivalent of having the college football playoffs as Indiana, as Ole Miss. Coastal Carolina. As Coastal Carolina. And, you know, I'm trying to think what else. And TCU. Right. Nobody's watching that. Nobody's watching that. You just saw a Super Bowl with Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes, and it was one of the lowest-ranked watch Super Bowls. Since 2006, it's the lowest And there was rated. really no excuse because everybody was at home. It ain't like you went to parties. It ain't like you were at bars. You can't use that excuse because – Bars and parties were kind of banned. Everybody's at home. Nobody's watching. Nobody will watch the NCAA tournament. It will be the lowest-ranked tournament if these teams aren't in here. Evan, I say that to say it's a selection committee. Kind of like the college football selection committee, you could change the criteria to select whoever. It's not earned. It's selection. It won't be fair, but I think the teams with the names, the Blue Bloods, They're going to do something, and here's what I think they may do. Perhaps we need at least two of these teams. So let's just say in the end, Duke and Michigan State or Michigan State and North Carolina are the two teams that probably shouldn't be in. Let's just go with Duke because Duke is bad. Michigan State is bad. I could easily see them saying, how about we put Michigan State and Duke in a 15 play-in game? They're the 15 seed, they're playing, it's going to draw people on the very first day. On Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever day you choose to play. You're going to watch that play-in game. Now, whoever the number two seed is is probably sitting up there going, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Whoever wins that game, we're the two seed, and that's what we're going to get. But, yeah, they're bad teams. They're only in there for name. They're only in there to at least jumpstart this thing so you can say that they are in there. Because if you have a tournament, Minus these teams. Most people know about Gonzaga and Baylor. Most people couldn't name you a person off that team. They couldn't tell you the names of the coach off of Gonzaga and Baylor. They aren't the traditional powers. You need the powers. You needed Alabama in the college football playoffs. You needed Ohio State. It gave it credibility this year. If, once again, if Coastal Carolina had won the national in college football Everybody would have said, ah, it's an asterisk. They only did that because of COVID. They only did that because of 2020. Alabama winning, nobody's talking about asterisks. Yeah, and because what, Alabama was Alabama. And it's what we talked about in the other sports. You know, the Dodgers won, Tampa, yeah. all the all the you know, the cream rise to the top, right? right? And 
in college basketball, you don't necessarily have that. Like you got new cream. The average fan knows Gonzaga as a sleeper team, right? Not as a powerhouse, right? right? And what you said was key. It's a selection committee, so the only spots that are earned are your conference tournament winners. Right. This year, we're not going to worry about who's in the Midwest, the West, the the whatever. There's none of that. Just just be prepared for what some will call shenanigans. Well, but. It's about money. Yeah, I got to make some money off of this thing because if people aren't watching it, the advertisers are going to be like, eh, I don't know if I want to put my money. You saw advertisers pull out the Super Bowl. That's that's the biggest game. That's the one that everybody wants to be in. And a lot of the big boys said, <clears throat> we're not going to pay that money. You got an NCAA tournament. You don't have teams that people can recognize. Evan, I don't think people are watching college basketball now unless you're doing it for gambling purposes. I have a very, very big problem with watching sports right now without fans. It's just not doing it for me. You know, the underdog or the home team getting behind it, the big eruption. It's not there. So me as a sports fan, I have a big problem with it. Because like your co-host, Mike Valeni, says, it feels like you're watching scrimmages. Yeah. And maybe I need to get over that. I can watch Michigan State because that's the team that – I root for, and it affects me, right? Other than that, I don't have any interest. Right. To me, it feels like when I'm up and driving to Fort Wayne and on a Saturday morning, I'm watching AAU games where there's limited yeah. crowd, there's family there. You can hear the, the, the shoes squeaking. The and ball you can hear bouncing. The ball bouncing. Everything. You can hear the ball going through the net. You can hear the plays actually being called out from the bench. That's what this feels like. It's AAU. If you, anybody ever want to know what's it like going to AAU game this year, that's exactly what it is. Where you can still hear Izzo yelling at players. Yeah, you know he's kind of. I feel like he's toned it down a little because he knows that he can yeah. be heard so well. But that's. Don't be surprised if the selection committee gets some of these teams in. Now, here's the other thing: some conferences have opted out, so there's no Ivy League champion. Mm-hmm. There, there's no. Uh, so there's a couple extra spots. Yeah, I mean, I just read like Howard, and you know, just said we're we're not even going to be playing this year. We're opting out. There's there's conferences that did not play this year, so there's spots open. The only way you could justify this is, and I don't think you could put them at 16 seeds because then you know the one seed would be like, yeah, no, no way in hell are we going to play the winner of Michigan State and Duke. But here's the other thing. Michigan State Duke is 15 seeds. You mean to tell me that there's going to be a ton of money gambling on whoever they play as a two seed? Because you're thinking to yourself, well, you got Coach K or Coach Izzo, whoever wins, maybe you get that's the upset game. Well, and I was about to say, too, to justify it, all you need is one of those teams to win a game or two. Right. That justifies everything. Huh. Because- I mean, it, it was the play-in game got justified when VCU made it to the Final Four. Yep. And then all of a sudden, oh, well, you know what? You can make it to the Final Four from the play-in game. So, yeah, I, I it's just something to watch out for. It's not me making excuses. It's, it's money, people. That's what this boils down to, money. And the NCAA, without the big boys, nobody's watching this tournament. And that's not a slam against Gonzaga. It's not a slam against Baylor. It's not a slam against you, Michigan. You're not a big boy when it comes to basketball. Because the average fan will watch Kentucky versus whomever. Right. Whether you're rooting against Kentucky or rooting for them, you're watching. Right. As bad as it was, they ESPN hyped up North Carolina Duke last weekend. 
And there's a reason for that. It's a rivalry. They're, they're brand names when it comes to basketball. I mean, go look at how Fox, you know, puts out the Michigan Ohio State game. Right. We know the outcome. Right. But boy, it's, they put everything behind it's it. It's brand names. Yep. Exactly. So, yeah. You don't see, hey, Michigan State, Penn State. No. No one cares. Nobody. Outside of Happy Valley and East Lansing, no one cares. Nope. So, all right, Evan, what you got? Well, you said wait till next week to ask you this question. So, is Michigan State going to make the tournament? <laughs> Put your 51% somewhere. You don't have to be 100%. If I got 51%, I would put the 51%. I would say no, they're not going to make the tournament unless um, the tournament gets canceled, unless the selection committee decides they're close enough Mm -hmm. and put them in. Or here's the other thing that could help out Michigan State. You're already in the Big Ten tournament. You're already in Indianapolis. If some team comes down with COVID, Ding, ding, ding. You're next up. You're the fill-in team. You're the Army football when the bowl game. When yep. teams opted out the bowls or got sick and said, we can't play in the bowl games. So if you're Izzo, you may want to just stick around for those first couple of days because you may get the phone call, hey, Tom, you still here? We sure are. Yeah, we need you to go ahead and drive over to uh, Lucas Oil. You're going to be playing a game over there. Yeah, you're you're going to be you're going to be filling in for Northeast Missouri State or whoever, whomever. Exactly. Yeah, you're, you're you're the 16 seed now. And he's going to be like, fine, whatever. I'm playing Gonzaga game one. Okay, cool. You thought, I'll take it. You thought March Madness was crazy last year without March Madness. Right. This year is actually going to be madness. Will they get it on their own? I I can't see it, man. I, Michigan State would either have to run the table in the Big Ten tournament. Or they're going to need somebody to step up and do play over their head. I don't see either one right now. I see a team, a rudderless ship. They don't have a point guard. Confused. AJ Hogart is not that guy. Foster Lawyer is limited, and Rocket Watts is not a point guard. No. Aaron Henry, the ball should never be in his hands when the final five seconds. It, you just cringe. I haven't felt that badly since Raymar Morgan used to do that stuff Ugh. back in the day. Uh, yeah, so if I had to put my 51% right now, I'd say no. You ask me, you know what, Evan? Ask me this question again next week. I will, because we'll have that. two games under our belt that you'll are highly two, ranked. You'll have two highly ranked. If that's the case, if they've just beaten Iowa and beaten Purdue, I'm throwing my 51% the other way. Okay, that's all I wanted to know. All right. All right, well, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. For Evan, I'm Rico. Thanks for listening to the Five Star Zone. Thinking of buying a house and want a really low interest rate? Owning has a special for home purchases, where Owning pays all your closing costs and the rate in APR is an unheard of 1.875% for a 15-year fixed mortgage with 20% down. This is the craziest low rate for a mortgage with no closing costs that Owning has ever done. 1.875% rate in APR. Heck, we're almost paying you to live in a new house. Call 8332-OWNING or go to owning.com to see if you qualify for this crazy low 1.875% rate. That's a fixed rate loan at 1.875% with no closing costs. Call 8332-OWNING now because 1.875 could go away at any time. NMLS 2611, licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, subject to credit approval. Offer assumes the use of lender's choice as crew and title services. Call 833-858-8006 for terms and conditions. That's 8332 owning or owning.com. 8332 owning or owning.com.
Hi, I'm John Meacham, the host of Cadence 13's new podcast, Fate of Fact, on how America and its political parties got to where we are today. Available now on Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts.